it was the end of glam metal and it yep. it died a hard death <laughs> that diamond not quite as shiny not quite as shiny in 1991 Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I'm Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Jason. What's going on, man? Hey, doing fine. Uh, listeners can't see me, but uh, I am, I'm headbanging as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Those first uh, three songs were some, were some good tunes, man. I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to this one. Yep. We're continuing our season two list of the greatest guitar solos of all time. Uh, we're currently in the 90s. And coming in at number 22 uh, this this week is a song from the 1991 David Lee Roth album by the same name. This is A Little Ain't Enough. Behind the music. So the guitarist on this song is a guy by the name of Jason Becker. And this episode of the show, we're going to kind of take a different format. I want you to settle in. And I'm going to tell you the story of Jason Becker because his story is both at the same time heartbreaking and inspiring. So um, let me give you a little backstory. So in the 80s, uh, when I was first learning how to play guitar, I religiously read two magazines, Guitar Player and Guitar for the Practicing Musician. And they had they had lessons, they had guitar tabs for you know popular songs at the time, you know, gear rundown, interviews, they had, they had it all. And I it, me and all the other guitar players would read those guitar, those magazines religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the eighties, there was a record label out of California called Shrapnel Records that was started by a guy named Mike Varney. Uh, and trust me, I I could do a whole show just on Mike Varney and the talent <laughs> that came out and the talent that came out of Shrapnel Records. Um, uh, now the thing about Shrapnel Records is that they didn't have a huge distribution network. So for kids like me in the flyover states, the only way that we could get our hands on shrapnel record products was via their ads and their order forms in the back of the two magazines that I'd mentioned just a minute ago. Ah, the old mail-in days. Yes, they had yes. A, at the, in the back of every one of those mag, both of those magazines, every every issue there was a there was an insert at the very last page for shrapnel records, and it would list <laughs> all of these artists. And you would you know, you may have heard them, you may have not. You just had to take a chance and and. <laughs> and just order them, and they get shipped to you. Okay, so what's so special about Shrapnel Records? Well, Shrapnel catered to and focused on guitar players and guitar-heavy music. Um, and these weren't like mainstream guys. We're talking about um, they were more up-and-coming, cutting-edge players. They were just uber-talented, maybe a little weird, and they were they were all discovered by this guy that ran the, the, the label, Mike Varney. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, there's a, just a, a, a litany of guitar players that people have probably heard of now that started uh, on Shrapnel Records. Um, two of these players that he discovered and signed in 1986 were Marty Friedman and Jason Becker. Now, at the time, Becker was 16 
and these two were playing together in a speed metal outfit called Cacophony. <laughs> let, now, let me tell you, this music is for, is for hardcore guitar fans, okay? It is not for the casual listener. It's very heavy and very fast, lots of odd harmonies and weird tempo changes, lightning fast, you know, picking and changing. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it was just guitar centric music, uh, and and we and guys like me knew that if you were ordering something from Shrapnel Records, it, a it was a guitar player, and b it was a guitar player doing something that you had no hope of ever doing because they were. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, he he signs these two guys, Jason Becker and Marty Friedman. Um, their band puts Cacophony puts out two albums on on uh, Shrapnel Records. They each put out a solo album during that time as well. Um, and Marty Friedman, who we'll talk about later in the countdown, mm-hmm. uh, he in 1989, he jumps ship and joins the band Megadeth. Uh, Jason Becker joins the David Lee Roth band. Gotcha. But of course, we all know that David Lee Roth was in Van Halen. And when he left... In, oh, really? In, I know it's, it's, you know, it's a little known fact. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like Paul McCartney being in a band before wings. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> when <laughs> Roth left Van Halen at 85, he knew he was going to have to pick up a stellar guitar player for his new band to even compete with the idea that yeah, you, how do you, you even... left a band <laughs> with Eddie Van Halen as your guitar player. Well, yeah. How do you even <laughs> attempt that? That's well, Ralph picked up a relatively unknown player named Steve Vai for his two post-Van Halen albums, Eat Him and Smile and Skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Vi is, a, Vi is an amazing guitar player. I mean, that's not even the correct word for what Steve Vai is. And again, we'll talk about him too later in the countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but playing for Roth, quote-unquote, put Steve Vai on the mainstream rock music map. Um. After the Skyscraper album, Vi jumps ship and joins Whitesnake. So Roth has to find another great guitar player to fill both sets of those shoes, Eddie Van Halen and Steve Vi. Enter Jason Becker. So let's talk about Jason Becker for for a minute. The word virtuoso is not thrown around a whole lot uh, when 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 it comes to musicians. You know, you talk about people being great or, you know, they're uber talented or whatever. There, there are so many instances of people referring to Jason Becker as a guitar virtuoso. It's not even funny. Hmm. So, um, and a lot of guitarists in the 80s produced these VHS tapes called Starlick Instructional Videos, where they basically were just showing off. They were, they were, they were under the guise <laughs> of instructional video, but they were really just showing off because none of us had any hope of learning this stuff that, that, that they were playing. <laughs> Becker had, of course, Jason Becker had one of these, and I owned it. And on the video, video, there are clips of him just ripping these ridiculous solos and then laying the guitar down on his lap and playing the same type type of solos with his guitar on his lap, much like uh, Like a steel guitar. Like a steel guitar. Yeah. But he was playing still as fast and as technical as he was holding it regular. Uh, there's another clip where he's playing the guitar with his left hand. He's playing on the neck with his left hand and he's playing with a yo-yo in his right hand, which just sounds kind of weird, <laughs> but you have to take into account the motion that you're doing with, with your fingers on your left hand and uh-huh. the yo-yo action that you have to keep going with your <laughs> hand. 
That's how ridiculous this kid was. Tell me this is on YouTube because I got to see yeah, this. I think you can find it. Um, and and there's a and then I'll talk about a clip in a minute that, that you can definitely see it. Okay. Um, I cannot I cannot overstate how talented he he of a guitar player he was. And just like the David Lee Roth gig propelled Steve Vai from minor obscurity into mainstream success, Becker was poised to become one of the next great guitar players. While preparing for the David Lee Roth album, Becker began to feel what he was calling a lazy limp in his left leg. After a lot of prodding from friends and family, he finally went to see a doctor and he was diagnosed with ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. And he was given three to five years to live. And the first question out of his mouth when they asked him or when they told him that that's what he was suffering from, he goes, will I be able to go on tour? So Mm. he, he managed to finish recording the album, but he wasn't able to go on tour because ALS quickly robbed him of his ability to play guitar, to walk, his ability to speak, to the point that he eventually he could only move his eyes and his eyebrows. Dear God. He now communicates with his eyes via a computer system developed by his father. And I've, I've seen him do this. I've watched videos of him uh, move his eyes across this, this, this screen, and, he, and it forms fully formed sentences for him. Hmm. Uh, but... Regardless of, of the disease, he remains mentally sharp, and with the aid of a computer, he can, he has continued to compose. Amazing. And his medical condition has remained stable since 1997. So they gave him three to five years to, to, to live. And he's it's still 2023, around. And he's still alive. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, in 2012, there was a documentary produced about his life before and after ALS. And let me encourage you. Go to YouTube and find the trailer for, for this movie, and then go to YouTube again and rent the movie. It's called Jason Becker, Not Dead Yet. There is just no quit in this guy. Um, if you watch it, you will simultaneously feel stupid forever complaining about anything to do with your body and just be in utter amazement of what he's able to accomplish uh, in his life despite living with ALS. Amazing. Uh, yeah, and and that if you if you go look at that, if you go out to YouTube and find the trailer for that movie, that you'll see video of him playing the guitar, laying on his lap, and playing with a yo-yo. He was just—he was just a force to be reckoned with when he was able to play the guitar. And if you watch, I watched the movie several years several years ago, um, and basically, basically cried through most of it, yeah, uh, just yeah. out of sheer, just out of heartbreak, and also of how he just told told people, "I still have more to do." And has not let ALS slow him down uh, in any way, any any way at all. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I plan to do that, man. This is this is amazing. The breakdown. So the stuff Jason Becker plays on this on this song and the entire album is just vastly different than anything that we had ever heard from him up to that point. Uh, you know, I, t- I told you when he was, you know, in that in that band Cacophony and when he was doing his own his solo stuff, it was all mm-hmm. very neoclassical metal, speed metal, very hard and fast. It was just, you know, it did it did not fit at the yeah. time with what David Lee Roth was doing. Um, and the first time I heard this album, I was just blown away. All the technical speed, sweeping, you know, sweep picking, all that stuff is gone. 
and it's replaced with it's replaced with this incredible blues feel and tone. It just shows you what kind of a guitar player he was. He could that, that he could take all that talent that he had and still and, and, and form it into this into this blues type playing that he was he was putting into this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part of this song are the little fills that he throws in between a lot of the vocal lines. Like oh yeah, about, like we've talked about the other two you know two other blues songs that we. Um, have covered in this season. I'm not going to lie. I spent a large amount of time trying to steal some of those little licks. Um, and I mean, I can in no way pull them off like he did, but um, he was just, I mean, just some of the, some of the things that he does were just so um, um, instrumental in some, some of the ways that I play. Uh, and the solo just flows. In the, yeah. song. the solo is just, it's, he incorporates all of his technical ability but none of it is overdone. And it just has this incredibly bluesy feel that fits in with the bluesy feel of the song. Um, mm-hmm. It just, he starts the solo and there's no resting. There's no break in the middle. It just, it just starts and finishes and he, he just, it just flows really well with the song. And I love it. It's, it's probably, it's probably my favorite song on that, um, our favorite solo on that album because he, because he just has so much feel to it. Yeah, I gotta admit, as much as a Van Halen fan as I am, first time I've heard this one. I have not listened to the album at all. I was yeah. more, you know, back with Skyscraper, and when his mm-hmm. first couple solo efforts were released, I was still listening to Diamond Dave. But yeah. uh, still a great sound, as far as Diamond Dave goes. It still has his great voice on this one. Uh, the backup vocals are great. I could have sworn I heard Michael Anthony at one time, but I mean, it was... <laughs> Some some classic Dave uh, when you're listening, but the solo I really enjoyed it. Not terribly long, yeah, but there's still some shredding in there, yeah. When you're listening, and what I liked about the song, it sounds like the lead stays up during the entire song. So you're you're getting those little great licks. He's playing some rhythm. It sounds like too, or maybe there was another rhythm guitar in there, but uh, it seemed like the you know a lot of times you back off during the verses and right, you're right. back in the chorus and then you get your solo and then you back off again. But yeah, it seemed like they, they kept him on throughout the entire song. He gets those great little licks in there and there's a really nice outro too. Nice work on that and has yeah. that classic build up at the end that just boom. Oh yeah. yeah. Such a, such a great ending to the song as well. So yeah. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to go out and and listen to the song and listen to the entire album this week. Yeah, and uh, and it was always a it was always a, a for for David Lee Roth's album. He always kept the guitar player front and center, um, even even during the you know even during the verses and stuff. And so mm-hmm. know, his Becker's playing will be front and center if you listen to the entire album. Um, so it's just a, it, it it it's I'm not going to say it's my favorite David Lee Roth album, um, but it's. I could probably say it's my second favorite, and okay. uh, it, it came out '91, right at the end of you know metal and glam metal. Uh, it didn't get any play at all. It you know like they had the, the tour that they that he went on for that album had to be cut short because of uh-huh. slumping t- ticket sales and nobody was showing up for the shows, and so it, nobody's heard this album. I mean, unless you're just a diehard David Lee Roth fan or a mm-hmm. diehard you know Jason Becker fan, nobody's heard this album, and so and which is a shame because yeah. it's really good. And, you know, holding my arm up, <laughs> can't see it, but yeah. So yeah, I'm if you get a chance, uh, just you know, of course, check the song out, but check the whole album out too. 
Okay. So Jason Becker and A Little Ain't Enough come in at number 22 on our top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. This week's bonus song, um, I'm going to play you one of Becker's songs from his early solo album. that will give you more insight to just how talented, ridiculous he was. Um, it's from his first solo album, and I believe it's in 88. Uh, it's called Opus Pocus. <laughs> um, and it's 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 not going to be it's again it's like I mentioned earlier it's uh, it's not for the casual listener but uh, it, it showcases his talent he was and he was an incredible talent uh, awesome if you have Spotify Premium uh, like we recommend stay tuned and you'll hear the bonus song in its entirety at the end of the episode free Spotify users will get about thirty seconds of the song and outside of Spotify you're going to have to rely on the song whip links in the show notes. Uh, give us your thoughts on today's episode or any episode via social media. You can find us on Twitter at Greatest Lists, or you can stream episodes all you want at GreatestListPodcast.com. Uh, Jason will be back in the driver's seat next episode. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to The Greatest Lists. We look forward to continuing our countdown next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists. <laughs>